What's up, y'all? Live breaking reporting. This is when you don't hear my theme song coming. I just wanted to give y'all something. This is um file the leader sports mixtape, and I am your host with the most. So have a toast, Leader Johnson. It's a lot of stuff going on. Let's get right to it. All right, the Sixers. Ben Simmons out for the season. They saying if we go deep in the playoffs, if the Sixers go deep in the playoffs, that he could play. And so just don't expect, I mean, if we, we could go deep. Now, I'm, I'm going to answer that. I'm going to answer all Sixer fans on why going deep in the playoffs can happen. All right? We're talking the Philadelphia Eagles. All right? We're talking the Sixers. We're talking to everybody. So we want to talk about these Sixers. And, and it's crazy. He had a, dis, a partially dislocated uh, knee and, um, yeah, successful surgery, which is good. He'll be back. I mean, he'll be good. He'll be Ben Simmons. He'll be the man. I mean, things happen. So when when you're looking at certain, certain, um, Certain aspects of the Sixers. Now you got Joel Embiid with his uh his ankle. It's not great series. Josh Richardson is resting for the next game. Tobias Harris has like you know just a little pain. You know they're trying to be a little calm because playoffs are coming up and the Sixers will be in the playoffs. So now you're resting players. Brett Brown is not. I, people, it's just a hard city to play for. You know Brett is a good coach, man. He's been winning. So I think people should be cool to that and, and dealing with injuries. Dealing with players that get hurt, different positions, you know, how to play. play. He's really been, I think I got all the, all the confidence in him, but it is things he needs to do, and we know that, okay? We, we don't understand that, but he's not a bad coach. Not a bad coach. Not a guy that should be bashed. Let's just go on to what the positives are with this team. This team was deep. If nobody thought that, they're crazy. Now, when Ben Simmons leaves, you got Alec Burks who can step up. Glenn Robson third is back. They're going to go. Absolutely bonkers. Joel Embiid will be playing this. He's not out for the season, so you will have the dominant Joel Embiid. Tobias Harris is playing all-star ball since he's been back. Josh Richardson just had 34. I mean, just had around 40. I mean, listen, he's he's the type of guy who can light it up. Now, I told everybody that Ben Simmons is gone. There's somebody else where the light is going to go off, and that was Josh Richardson. They lost to Portland, who's not a bad team. Like, oh, they lost the, they lost by three. Like, the Sixers were battling, and losing Ben Simmons is losing a key piece, your second key piece. It's Joe, Ben B, and Ben Simmons, and everybody else fits in. Tobias has now become a man of his own. You know, uh, he's going to have game. He, he is an all-star type player. I mean, it's one, once again the defense, 124-121. How many times have we seen this go down with the Sixers? If you're going to score 120, you got to put people down around 100. And I don't care what the pressure is, you got to put them down around 100. 110, you can beat them by 10. There's no way in hell that people should be scoring over 120. That defense has to get better. Once again, this is the biggest problem. Let's stop talk. Chemistry has gotten better. I think players know players. It ain't got crisp. It ain't got great, especially with Simmons gone. Now everybody going to have to figure out a new rhythm. But it's good players. They know each other. The chemistry has gotten better. You can tell by how many points they score, 
how many times they see each other on the court. Now the chemistry defensive-wise has to get better. Tobias hit around 15 points, 34 for Josh Richardson, 11 for Shake, 15, six rebounds and five assists for Al Horford, who also has to step up, and he's doing it. What do y'all want, 30 points? No, he's not going to do that. 15 to 19 at the highest is Al Horford. Al Horford is not a career 20. He's never been like that. Even his all-star, he's never been like that. Thibault, I can't say enough of how great of a defensive player this guy is. He is really going to be something as years go on. And you look at um, Ben Robinson came in with 4.3 rebounds, but, you know, he's going to he's gonna kick up dust. Um, Corkmise. Mike Scott, those guys are going to have to step up now. I tell you, Scott's going to get more time. And he came and he, he he delivered. I feel like Tobias Harris and Shake Milton and Josh Richardson need to take more shots. Need to force those shots. 34 for Josh. Josh can do this. Everybody, uh, Josh can do that. I don't even get... Everybody was on him because, see, it is a coaching thing. And, and it's a lot of players on the floor when Ben Simmons was there. A lot of players. A lot of players who required the ball. Josh Richardson required the ball at he required the ball at Miami. And now he has to fall back. You know, it's Ben Simmons, Joel first, and then Tobias. Those are your three hitters right there. They're going to be the guys that get the access. As much as Tobias shot the ball against uh, Portland, who, you know, Dame Lillard, we, we cannot forget. Okay, we have to mention he had 51 points. You know, Melo had 20, who's having a good, you know, resurgence. It shouldn't be resurgence, though. But the Sixers can do it with these guys, Cork Mize and, and Scott and Robson the third. Because you still got pieces. You still got, if Joel Embiid is here, they can still make the conference finals. Now, going to the conference finals, Milwaukee's going to be a tough dig without Ben Simmons. I don't think Toronto's always going to be tough. But I still think with Joel Embiid, they can beat a team like Toronto. But Milwaukee's going to be another monster. Milwaukee's going to be another monster. And once again, I called out Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson. They're going to have to keep on stepping up. They're going to have to be those guys every night. That's going to be hard to stop. They're going to have to dig and become killers. But you got Shake Milton. You got Furkan Korkmaz. You got Thibel. You got uh, Alec Burke. Glenn Robson the third on the bench. Mike Scott. These guys can these guys can light it up. If Neto gets some rotation time, that's yeah, I see that happening. But at the same time, I don't know because Josh Richardson might get some of that point guard time. Like he did when Ben Simmons was there. He can handle the ball and you see what he can do with the ball. So I think Neto's time could be taken because of Josh Richardson. Alright, um the Eagles. Lane Johnson's took off the COVID-19 list. That's great. Um, Miles Sanders is hungry. He wants people to know. I could have had 1,000 yards last year. I think he's really going to have a great season. Um, we don't know yet if a veteran will be signed. I mean, this Philadelphia Eagles are so good at developing young players, you know. They're so good at developing young players that I don't think they're in a rush to just go get a veteran. I think they never were in a rush. It was just like, okay, let's get a veteran. It's always good to have a veteran. They love to have veterans around. The young players, a young veteran producing player. Same thing with Marquise Goodwin. Now that Goodwin's out, you still got Hightower and Quiz Watkins who are going to get lots of time to get that time. Adrian Killings is the guy to watch out for. That's all I'm going to say as far as running backs to get that spot. But Corey Clement is doing good. I mean, I heard he's looking good. 
to have him, Scott, and Sanders, it's going to be, I think people are underrating, it's an underrated factor of how good their running backs can be. Look what Scott did last year and Sanders, and you put Clement, a healthy Clement, anytime on the field, he's an impactful person. He won a Super Bowl. He had 100 yards receiving the Super Bowl. You have three dynamic backs. Do I think Clement could be a, 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 a everyday three-down back? I think he can, but I don't think he'd be best at being that. But I think he could. If my Bradshaw could do it. You know, it's a lot of running backs you got to look at through the years that could do it. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many years he would rush a 1,000 yards, but I think if he started out as a running back with somebody, at the, at the, the way the Eagles put him in, he could have had five good years with 1,000 yards out of 11, 12 years. I think he he's 11, 12 years back. But injuries can question that. I'm just saying without injuries. Now, I, I got to put that in there. If he plays not injury prone, he could play 12 years in the NFL and have five good years. And then, he, you know, it happens. Guys decline after a couple of years, maybe three to five good years, 1,000 yards. If you make him an every down back, he can do that. And in the rest of the years, you're looking at 500, you know, other teams, secondary back. But I just think that's what he would have in the, in the tank, five good years. And I, I, I honestly believe that, and I'm stand by that. You make him every down back, he starts his, college, his pro career off as every down back, he'll have five good 1,000-yard years, and he'll play seven more years. He's that dynamic in that form. Say what you want, but this guy gets on the field when he's healthy, and he produces, catching or running. So now you got three backs. You got Clement back. You got Scott. You got Sanders. That makes that makes Philadelphia dangerous. And then you got to look at, I think, four running backs that make it, either Holyfield, Michael Warren, or Killings. I think five could, for the simple fact, Philadelphia can keep five running backs because Killings can, he has unbelievable speed. I mean, I think Killings would be a good guy to put as a returner, but Four to five running backs is very possible. I think four for sure, five could happen. Them not getting a veteran running back makes Corey Clement even more of a, a, a big-time running back for them. I mean, an important running back for them because now you don't have to, he's going to get those carries. Scott's going to get carries. They're going to be dependent on to be dynamic, and I think it can really happen, especially with how the offense is running. Especially what they saw out of Scott. Especially what they know about Clement from the Super Bowl year. Um, I want to talk about the cornerback just a little bit. Darius Slay is going to be a beast. And I'm not worried about nobody, other running backs on there. No, no, you got Slay, it's going to impact the rest of the secondary. Cindy Jones, it's only a matter of time before he breaks out. I remember this guy coming out as a top 10 pick before he got hurt in the draft. And I was like, yo, this guy, number one cornerback in the draft. Richard Sherman like playmaking ability. Everybody talking about side, no, playmaking ability. When you play against somebody, how he can shut you down. The way Richard Sherman affects the game, that's how Sidney Jones can affect the game at his height, at his great potential. And I'm looking to see that this year. I think this is that year. I mean, he's been through enough tests and war wounds. It's time for him to become a pro bowler. And then you got Nikhil Roby Coleman, which is unbelievable to have him as a, a guy right there when you still got Maddox and LeBlanc. And you still got Douglas if he stays on his team. But Douglas can play. It's just that do they have room? Will he beat out other players? It's always if this guy will beat out another player on another position. I think they like Douglas. It's not that. 
is that they got enough cornerbacks now to where Douglas could be expendable. So that's where that's going. Um, Flyers, number one seed, man. I mean, I knew it eventually. It was this team, I knew eventually was going to happen like five years ago. I knew eventually down the line the Flyers were going to be a number one team in the NHL. They're too talented. I mean, when the system, when they brought in players from the farm system, when they was first getting guys like pro and, and drafting contrary and guys like that, they still had a talented team. The Flyers as an organization in the NHL have not been a, a, a slouch <laughs> program. They've always had talented teams. Just never quite could make it over the hump. Now you got an elite goalie in Carter Hart. Which I said, once he comes up, the game is going. I said this before he even came up. Once he comes up, the game going to change for the Flyers. Because that was always an Achilles heel. Flyers had talent, not elite goalies. Not in the Carter Hart, Brian Elliott. You got Untamigo, who was a young guy. Alex Lyons. You got guys in, in, in the trenches for their goalies. Their goalies are taken care of. I just don't think they'll have a problem getting a goalie now. Like Carter Hart is there. He'll be here for years. Uh, Sean Contrier, you got Claude Giroux, you got Jacob Viracek, you got, um, we'll see where Raffle comes in at, he's another talent, Scott Lawton, alright, you got NAK, that's my guy, Nicholas, NA, Nicholas AK, this guy, two gold, listen, people forgot about him. Like, straight up, people forgot about so many talented players. I mean, they're going to forget about Hag. They're going to forget about Mark Friedman. You know, they're going to forget about a lot of players. Flyers have, a, 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 I'm talking about they're super deep. They're super deep. Like, they're, they're scary deep. Like, it's guys that you don't even know yet. Like, Mark Frost and Joe Farabee. They're guys that haven't even begun to even look at the surface. <laughs> forget touch the surface of their talent. They even looked at it yet. And they're still guys you're like, wow, these guys are talented. Travis Konechny, Konechny, I mean, what can you say? What can you, I mean, this is the type of team you like if you're a guy that likes to look at talented, deep, talented teams, observe any type of talented team. If you're a hockey fan, you're, you're like, ooh, this is, ooh, let's just pick them apart. Let's see, piece by piece, talk about the talent. Let's talk about the Flyers, my guy Jimmy Bosco, I got to be having fun because this Flyers team is fun to look at. They, you, just, you just know when anybody gets on the floor, anything can happen with these guys. And they got plenty of guys still in the farm. The farm system is still a top 10 farm system. Still a top 10 farm system. Still got plenty of talent coming up. Super scary. Nolan Patrick ain't even in here yet. The number two, a top three pick. Prepare for those flies. I think that they'll, they'll make. I think I'm gonna give it this. Just looking at this team and looking at how young they are, a mix of veterans and young. I'm giving them the Stanley Cup. And I know my guy Bosco was telling me about God, but I don't know, man. I don't know if nobody's as talented early. What I mean by early is that you got a lot of young kids that's producing, and a lot of them are starting to hit their peak right now. And then a lot of other guys like Contrier and Lawton. You know, you've been waiting for them to hit a stride. And they're hitting a stride, uh, their second stride, pro, Ivan Pro. Um, 
they're starting to hit their second stride. And it is it's it's scary. You got Sandheim still in there. Robert Hag is a guy that that you know. I mean, all these guys. I remember the times when they were showing their talent. Now, they get to hit their second stride, which is the next level of their talent. And then you got guys in the first level and second level. And then you got vets like Kevin Hayes and Jerome and Rerichek. They are there to complete this team. So I'm excited to see what they do. Will we go? Um, the Phillies, man. Look, thirteen to eight. Phillies can do that. The pitching between Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, and uh, Zach Effin and Arietta has been great. And that's a great sign for the next, uh, you got 60 games. I think it's a great sign. The Phillies can make a big stretch. They play Baltimore Orioles next. D.D. Um, Gregorius is unbelievable right now. Harper is doing what, the, what he does. Uh, J.T. Ramuto is a superhero. It's just unbelievable to see. Like, they got the talent. Segura, they got the talent. They got the talent to do everything. Kingery can do it. I mean, all these guys, whoever's slumping, they can get high anytime. So this is a team that can make a pennant run. They say what you want. I think Zach Wheeler, the bullpen has to get better. Bullpen is atrocious. The bullpen is unbelievably done. They have to get under their cells. Some type of way we need this bullpen. And once the bullpen starts, once the bullpen, because Nola was awesome. The bullpen was just down. It was like, what are they doing? Once the bullpen wakes up, the, the Phillies are going to be a problem. And they will be a World Series contender. Once the bullpen wakes up, the bullpen don't wake up, they're not going to win nothing. No World Series. I can see them making a playoff run. But it's going to be hard even with the bullpen down. I think they can. I think they can make the playoffs this year. They have the team. But the bullpen always makes it up or down. What can they do? I mean, it's so it's so fifty fifty now with the bullpen down. If they can, make, if they make the playoffs. But when the bullpen is up, they're they're in the World Series. I don't see teams in the National League that's just gonna tear up the no, not not the Nationals. Nobody. Once the bullpen kicks up, they have enough hitters. They have a good Zach Wheeler really completed the starting pitching. You know, they bring Spencer Howard up, which is good. I want to see him do more. I want to see him be in there more. I think they should put him in there over Valsquez. Because Valsquez is getting on my nerves. All that talent, he's not even completing it. Spencer Howard, let him. You might as well let the young guy get his time. Um, They got to figure out something about their bullpen. Penn State, man, man, man. Penn State, Villanova, no football. Sorry for y'all kids, man. I'm really praying for everybody to stay focused. But, hey, even James Franklin came out. James Franklin wants to play. I saw Rashid Walker, Walker, offensive tackle for Penn State, on Twitter, not liking it. I mean, it's crazy. But something I'm hearing, <clears throat> I'm hearing something. You know, I was I know Daniel Smith and Justin Covington. You know, I was uh, talking with a Twitter guy. I, I just want to reassure, listen, if – the season ends and they don't continue the season. They're gone. Justin Covington and Smith are gone. This is this is this to affirm, to reconfirm everything. But Nova's trying to play in the spring, which continues their senior season. It's a continuation of the season. It's a continuation. A continuation will let Daniel Smith and Covington play. And showcase their talent. Now, if they can't get a spring play, 
it's over with. Their, their senior years are up. They don't get red shirts. It's over. But if they can play in the spring, yes, Daniel Smith and Justin Covington will be able to play. That's it, and that's final. Anything else you hear is uncivilized. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember that commercial? I think it was Right Guard, the deodorant commercial. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. I know it's a lot of hard work, and it's just it's such a, just 20, 20 years, it's such a, man. We just got to be cautious and prepared. I think health, I know people are saying, oh, you think people are shutting this down because of the health? And the, it don't matter. It's shut down, and, and people are not in danger. And I think it's good to shut things down. I just think that they're, they're not being fair by not, how can you give somebody a medical red shirt? But look at this season and not give everybody a red shirt. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. Quit talking about the reason for shutting things down is because of this and that and the fourth. The main thing is that it's a big possibility to shut things down because it's good. Because people want to be safe. But if they have all the necessary preparation to be safe and make things safe, then continue football. So I'm for both decisions, if both decisions are right, especially canceling the season. I just feel like they should redshirt the season. It shouldn't be – you know why I feel like they should redshirt the season? Because – I mean, or cancel the season because, I mean, it's too much It's too much caution. It's too much if ands. It's too much, oh, my God, if we should do this. You don't go into sports like that. Not with this type of situation. We don't need to deal with that. Just go ahead and cancel the season. Let the kids sit back. Give them red shirt there. That will make every athlete happy. Red shirt. Don't say what you can't do because I know we know you can do it. It's been a lot of things that you're not supposed to do in this country, whether it's sports, politics, anything that people do and make it happen. So, yes, make these kids have an eligible season to play sports. As far as education, no. But let them be able to play sports. Education, you know, people sit at home, they do their Zoom, they do their homework. You can do that. You can't Zoom football play. Give them their chance to play. Um, it's entirely crazy right now um, what's going on. And I just wanted to get y'all a breaking, follow leader breaking, uh, just to get y'all some news. Um, Villanova. And, and um, football, you know, they're doing their thing. Basketball. You know, there's a lot going on as far as Trevor Kills. We're hearing about Duke. Yeah, of course, Duke is is, is gaining. I knew they was going to end up coming. And you say, are they in the lead? In the lead? Yes. Right now, but they're not in the lead like, I think it's Nova and Duke now. I'm, I know Virginia is there. They're still there. They're still. They're not like far behind, but it's Nova and Duke now. It's Nova and Duke once again. Another Villanova Duke battle for like just like Jermaine Samuels, just like Brian Antoine. Another Villanova Duke battle. So look, y'all. I just want to give y'all a break, and this is Lita Johnson signing out. Follow Lita, y'all.